1: Good morning, Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns are seven and three. It's a victory Monday. Let's go fucking crazy! Playoffs here we come. Ravens lose. Ian got married, but we're not going to talk about it until the end of the podcast. Ian, what do you think about the Browns?
2: We're two and zero oh since I got married. That's, I mean, i t- like I said last one. The Browns were just waiting. I got married, and then all of a sudden, boom! The Browns are playing. They're Ian, not playing great football. We can, mate. Yeah, I know, right? They're not playing great football, but they're winning the game. And Paul, can you remember the last time the Browns were 7-3? and three? This is where you give me a really interesting <laughs> fact that it was
1: 2005.
2: No, it was definitely not 2005. We absolutely sucked in 2005. Yeah.
1: What year did we go to the playoffs again? I always forget.
2: Well, realistically, we went ten and six in two thousand and seven and missed the playoffs. In two thousand and two, we, I believe, also went nine and seven. We lost in the wild card. So unofficially, the last time we made the playoffs was two thousand, I believe, in two with Kelly Holcomb. Guys, if
1: you're listening, let us know who's right and wrong. Uh, we don't it's, Google. It's been a while. As, we don't Google things as we are live. But yeah, let's let's get into the um, yeah. Ian, when was the last time we were that seven uh, three?
2: It's probably the early '90s. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those ones where I don't even remember because even when we were seven and I want to say seven and four in the Brian Hoyer year, and that would have been 2014, we fell off the cliff and ended up seven, eight, and one. Um, so it's all right. So the Browns per Jake Trotter. Seven and three, best starts through 10 games since 1994. That team advanced to the second round of the playoffs. So, 1994. And do you know who the coach of the Browns was? 94. 94.
1: Bill Belichick. Ding.
2: Kevin Stefanski, Bill Belichick, same guy.
1: Three, X Lyclopedia. But anyway, let's get straight into the podcast like we do every week. Offense. Ian, what are you going to give it out of 10? I don't
2: want you to get depressed on me, mate. Come on, let's be positive. Five. That's my first initial. We can talk a little bit through it, but five. No way, mate. We're seven and three. Mm -hmm. The scores have been lower than five out of 10 every week. We can't be a five. I have a question. How many points did the offense score today? How many points
1: did the offense score (laughs) today 13 how many points touchdown
2: Uh uh-huh the offense scored 13 points the defense scored nine points the eagles actually outscored the browns offense so listen it was a five it wasn't great yes chubb had 114 yards rushing kareem hunt never got his legs going 13 carries 11 yards baker 12 of 22 204 yards most importantly no interceptions he did have the fumble which was kind of fluky um the, the offense just – the best player on offense today was Kaderil Hodge. I Oof. mean, that's – Higgins the, was good, though, mate, as well. What, what, uh, yeah, Higgins had the one deep ball. That was a nice catch. But I felt like Hodge's catches were much more impactful in terms of, you know, the big third down over the middle backed up against our goal line, the nice big play down the sideline. Like, I think Hodge just had a more impactful game. Come yes, on. Yes, had the one good catch. But Baker, think, Mayfield. what was the most impressive part about the offense today?
1: Baker Mayfield, two Higgins, two Hodge. They both, it really
2: excited me. You got. He completed hundreds. 12 passes. 12 passes. Yeah. No touchdowns. No interceptions. We had I one touchdown. The bit. defense had touched. It was the offensive line had trouble getting going. Stefanski talked about it. Listen, and I know you weren't on the preview because you were uh, missing an action. The Eagles are a good team. The Eagles are not. Your typical three, five and one team, now three, six and one. So, we, I just had a weird feeling about this game. I just said it's going to be ugly. Now, saying all that, next week when we go down and play the Fighting Joe Showbirds, I need to see more. I need to see more. I thought Baker was here. When, when we talked about it in the preview, I said whoever wins between Baker and Wentz wins the game. Wentz threw three interceptions. What's it, three? Yeah, total. I know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah three. Um, Baker, had, I'm sorry, he had two because they called that Mac Wilson one back. So Carson had two, two uh, interceptions. One was obviously the pick six. Baker had none. So right there, even though Wentz threw for more yards and had two touchdowns, he also had two interceptions. So Baker, in essence, game managed better than Wentz. In my opinion, Baker put his team in position more to, to win than Wentz did because he didn't give up the pick six. Baker, Baker wins, Browns win but it wasn't a great game on offense. I mean, it wasn't very good. It was ugly, It was sluggish. The offensive line was just doing their best to handle everything they could. This was a game you needed the other side of the ball to step up, and they did. Five. Come on, six. No. A, we're seven and three. We're seven and three as a team, but the offense was mediocre at best. All right, let's go with five. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm willing for you to change there, my mind okay. if you can give me something about the offense that I didn't know about one touchdown one turnover we had Hodge three catches 73 yards Higgins three for 65 Hooper three for 33 Chubb 114 yards Hub our Hunt 11
1: five
2: Change. all right it's a five,
1: five. guys if you're listening to this let us know give Ian loads of abuse on twitter please and and Jack as well just give him some abuse he's not happy about Chubb's brilliant give him some abuse so yeah so um defense i'm gonna start off today i'm gonna go with a nine
2: a nine okay in my head i had eight give me give me the argument for nine bring me to your side and now i will start off and say it was the best defensive performance that the browns had put out all season so talk to me okay great convince me nine
1: yeah for me i just felt there was a few hiccups Obviously, Matt Wilson didn't catch the ball. Denzel Well, what well, Denzel Ward got a pass interference.
2: Which he picked it off on the next play.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying what you know. Yeah, so they're the, they probably the negatives, the the big plays. But yeah, otherwise, I thought they did everything um, to stop Wentz. And yeah, I'm a I was
2: gonna give it a nine, but if you want to give it an eight, we can oh go on. heads or tails. Um. I'm I'm pulling up here. So I'm looking here. Just, I will tell you in watching it, I said, you know what? That's the best game. The Browns have played all season. So now I'm looking and saying, okay, we did have a pick six. We did have a safety. We did have Five sacks, three from OV. We had some players step up big time because I'm telling you, Olivier Vernon stepping in and getting three sacks while Miles Garrett is out should make every Browns fan go, What would Miles have had? You know what? I do believe, have we given what's the highest grade we've given the defense this year? Six. Six. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, Paul. I'm looking here. I'm just looking at the numbers. We had two forced fumbles, one recovery, two interceptions, and five sacks, a touchdown, and a safety. You know what? That's a nine. That's a nine. Yes. You've done it. You've done it. You've brought me over to your side. Special teams. Six. I mean, honestly, the reason I do that is Parky making those field goals in the rain is tough. I know the one got blocked. I don't, I was trying to look at what happened. The trajectory of that ball looked a little off. I'm not sure if it was more them blocking it or Parking mishitting it. But 47 yards into the wind or into the rain is not easy. Um, I thought the Scottish Hammer had quite the day. Um, five punts, average of 45. He had the one downed at the one yard line. Um, kick return was nothing special. I mean, we had a couple out at least close to the 20. A decent punt return. But you know who I thought had a really good game. Was not Jack's boy Tavarius Thomas, which he continues to call him. His name is Tavier Thomas, not Tavarius, which he keeps getting his name wrong, but I digress. Tavier Thomas had a fantastic game. And if you go back and watch many of the Browns' coverage returns, he makes sure that that returner can't get to the outside. So if you watch, he comes up, sets it, and then my guy comes in, Andrew Sudehill. Gets him on the ground. So I would say a six for the special teams unit. I thought Gillen and Parkey were good. Nice job out of Hewlett coming out of the uh, COVID list to make some flawlessly perfect snaps. I mean, we've seen. You watch some games around the league. You'll see some snaps go awry. So great job by Hewlett. I thought, like I said, Gillen, Parkey, coverage, just nothing. I wanted maybe hopefully a little bit bigger of a return. But a couple smart plays not letting them back us up. So six for the special teams. Yeah. What about the managers? Do you think they made all the right calls today? I think Stefanski knew that this is the one that we've been talking about in the pregame. It was one of those ones where you wanted to just let Carson Wentz give you the game and not give it back to him. So when the Browns got stopped short on fourth down by the uh, three-inch line, you just wanted them to come out. I actually thought there was a hold on Porter Gustin. I think the, they, they did a QB sneak, and then the next play they drop back. And if you watch, Gustin gets an inside rip on their right tackle, and he just hooks them right around the thing. So I was screaming for a safety then. Um, but I thought Stefanski really knew, let's just play this safe. I mean, anytime you can get a running back over hundred yards and listen, I know Jack's going to come on here and 50 odd yard of 50 of them came on one run. And that's fine. We had said that. I said it in the, the pregame, one, two, one, one, nine, you're going to get these small ones. And then you're breaking the big one, which he did. And that's fine. But I thought that Stefanski just played it smart. He really didn't put Baker in any terrible positions. I know we ran that funky handoff with Jarvis and Chubb and it went nowhere. But overall, I thought Stefanski had a pretty good game. And at the end of the day, seven wins, three losses. A manager's job or a coach's job is to win the game. He won the game. That's it. Well,
1: uh, I'm super excited. Browns have got uh, Jacksonville, whatever they're called, Jags. Next week, Sh- Jack- should have been the game in Browns. And uh, yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. Or as we'll call them the Fighting Joe Showberts. Yeah, the fine Joe show, but so, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Super excited. All right, Paul, Damn who's it. your game ball go to?
1: It goes to Olivier Veron
2: Yeah, I would say if you go Olivier, if you go Olivier Vernon for the three sacks, I will go Mr. Captain himself. See on it. Um, I thought just having that pick six, he made a couple other nice plays out there. You're starting to see him grow a little bit as a defensive player, which I like. Um, so I'm going to give my ball, my game ball to Mr. Taki Taki. All right, Ian. Well, look, I look forward to the
1: um, show, but pre-show. I I actually did agree to Megan that she would come
2: on this week, but uh, I haven't spoken to her for a couple of weeks. So let's see. That's fine. They got, they got the Paul Brown podcast, uh, wedding gift, or I'm sorry, baby shower gift. So, you know, we, we should be in, uh, in good standing with the showbirds. Excellent. Um, Miles you, Garrett you, do you think he comes back to Cleveland to back. at any point? Sorry? You think Joe Schobert makes a triumphant return to Cleveland at any point? No. Nah. He's done his time. Yeah, but he just got paid big and listen, one of the things in the NFL, right? Schobert's very well liked around here. He's not he's not an elite linebacker, but he's good. He's, you know, ironically enough, we're getting equal if not better performance out of Malcolm Smith, but that's beside the point. Um, he takes his money. The Jags end up making him a cap casualty and maybe he makes his way back to Cleveland. You never know. I, I know that Megan and Joe really enjoyed their time here. Uh, they've said publicly as much. Um, and I know earlier Jack and I were having a conversation, speaking of contracts about Sheldon Richardson. I thought Sheldon Richardson, I'd be hard pressed to not give him a shout out on the podcast. I know he's listening. He always does that. He played really well and we're a situation with him where he has a $12 million option and only 1.5 of that is guaranteed. So that's a fantastic contract by Mr. Dorsey. I would like to see him. I'd like to see him extended. I'd like to see Sheldon here a couple more years. He is up there about 29 years old. Let's maybe push that out to three years. This is a guy who is playing at or above his contract level. $12 million a year for Sheldon Richardson is a good deal. So I'm hoping that in this offseason we see Mr. Teller, Mr. Chubb, and Mr. Richardson all here for a couple more years because I really like them. And I know I said Chubb and you should have seen Paul's eyes light up. I do think they get a deal done with Chubb. Um, You know, I know that there's been a lot of back and forth going on Twitter today about these contracts. And it's a weird time in the NFL. And I'll say this just now, and I'm sure I'm kind of in the middle because a lot of people reference like, oh, Zeke and Gurley and Devontae Freeman, a lot of these big deals these running backs are getting, and then they just phase out. Well, Chubb's a little bit different in the sense that A, he's not a primary workhorse, so he's not getting as many carries. You're also talking about a guy that – Ezekiel Elliott, to be fair. I mean, I'm an Ohio State guy, but he had some questionable character concerns coming out of the draft. Leonard Fournette had some questionable character concerns coming out of the draft. You're talking about guys that had a little bit of baggage. You don't have that with Chubb. I am not in favor of giving him some Christian McCaffrey mega deal. And I do think that these big deals that these running backs have taken is going to bring his value down. But I would like to see him here a few more years. I'm not saying break the bank. Give him you know a decent amount of money. Keep him around. I think this two-headed monster of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is the way to go. I think that Stefanski really can build his offense. The, really the biggest piece right now is missing is just that passing game. The tight ends. I mean, David Njoku catch the ball, David. Come on. That was a beautiful first play and him right in the hands. Um, but yeah, I'd just like to see more out of the tight ends, a little bit more out of the receivers. Cause right now we've got the running back thing figured out. So at the end of the day, I think the Browns are going to keep Chubb here. I don't think he's going to get, like I said, a McCaffrey deal, but you're going to be looking at Ward getting an extension, Teller getting an extension, um, if they can, because Teller may say, Hey, I want to play this out another year because he is going to cash in big, who knows, but I would like to see the Browns get some headway because the core of players that are starting here, we're seven and three, we've got a good core. The team is turning the corner. We are in second place in the AFC North, ahead of the Baltimore Ravens. How's that make you feel, Paul? Mate, the Sky Rats, so happy we're above them. Steelers keep winning. Browns keep winning. Ironically enough, we want the Steelers at this point to keep winning. And if Baltimore keeps losing, that does mean that the Steelers pretty much are going to have the division wrapped up by about week 15, which means that you're probably going to have a, a rather easy opponent. I mean, just... Based on looking at the schedule now for the last six games, we have three hard teams, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. And we have three not-so-great teams in the Jacksonville and the two New York teams, even though the Giants are playing tough. So even if you win the three games you're supposed to win, you're at 10-3 and, 10 and three at this point, obviously. And if you lost all the other games, you're 10-6, and six, which puts your hat in the ring. You want to get that 11th win. Once you get to eleven and five, I think you're all but solidified in the playoff. Especially if you get that win against Baltimore or Tennessee, then now you're cooking with gas because you end up picking up a game on those two teams. But it could be in that situation where Week 17, the Steelers are 13 and two, or you know 14 and two, or you know I shouldn't say 14 and two because that season over, 13 and two. They don't need the game. They're up. They've won it. They're not going to play their starters. You get that 11th win in cleveland against the steelers solidifies the playoffs so it's something you could look at but yeah we definitely got to get to that uh, 11th illustrious 11th win
1: all right and let's finish up by saying go browns and i'm super excited
2: victory monday playoffs here we come go browns and get healthy ronnie harrison
3: Ain't no need to tweak All of you search, know what's up with 213 So I hooked select left On 21 and Lewis Some brothers shooting dice So I said let's do this I jumped out the rock And said what's up Some brothers put some heat, So I said I'm stuck Since These girls peeping me I'm gonna glide and swirl These looking so hard They straight
0: hit the curve Want your bigger better things Than some horny tricks I see my homie and some suckers All in his mix
3: I'm getting jacked I'm breaking myself, I can't believe They taking more and 12 They took my rings, they took my Rolex I looked at the brother, said damn, what's next? They got my homie
0: hemmed up, and they all around Can't none up them see if they going straight down for pound They want to come up real quick before they start to clown I best pull out my... And laying
3: busters down They got guns to my head I think I'm going down I can't believe it's happening in my own town If I had wings I would fly Let me contemplate I glance in the cut And I see my homie Nate Sixteen in the th- And one in the hole Nate Dogg is about to make
0: somebody's turn Now they dropping and yelling It's a tad bit late Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate Now, I'm switching my mind back
3: into freak mode. If you won't skirt, sit back and observe. I just left a gang of over there on the curb. Now, they got the freaks, and that's a known fact. Before I got jacked, I was on the same track. Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E and me the woman to the G. Just like I thought they were in the same spot in need of some
0: desperate head. But Nate dog and the G Child were in need of something head. One of them names was sexy as hell. I said, ooh, I like your size. She said my cars broke down and just sing real nice. Would your let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real sweet. A step to this It's the G-Punk era Bunked out with a gangster twist If you smoke like I smoke Then you like every day And if your ass is a the 213 will break you late